0: Morning, morning everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a few of the early birds already on and up and at it. Morning, Alison. Hardy, good to see you, mate. Tim, we've got Graham. We've got a Facebook user or two behind the veil, behind the uh, veil, Facebook veil. Good morning, Jeff and Deb. Hey, great to see everyone on this morning. Fabulous to have you here. Oh, we got, uh, I think we got Jimmy there. Yep, there we go. Jimmy, good to see you, mate. Thanks for joining uh, another Wealth Coffee Chat while we're sort of warming up and getting things going. Most of you know this, but Jason Witten's my name, if you didn't already know. And uh, thanks for coming along to another Wealth Coffee Chat where we try and sort out the fear from the fact when it comes to property investing while we're having a bit of a coffee hit, a bit of a get. Pick me up in the morning, get things going as uh, as we need to do each day. We catch up at about 10 past eight. So there you go. Today, I thought we might talk about um, some of the lessons we can learn from some of the most successful property investors in Australia. Uh, and the one, the most successful property investor in Australia, uh, I've talked about a few times, um, who is that most Successful property investor, most of you should know this. Some of you know it. Morning, Luke. Good morning, mate. Howdy. Tell me in the chat, folks, who is this person uh, in the top five, actually, of the top, uh, the wealthiest Australians in the top 200? Um, just came out, I think, on the weekend or might have been last week when it came to the Finn review. And uh, hey, there's uh, Christoph. Uh, well, I'm certainly aspiring to get up there, Jeff, in one way, shape, or form. My runway uh, is uh, underway, but certainly not even a not even close to this legend, Harry Triguboff, Harry Big Harry. And uh, he's certainly he's certainly an interesting character, that is for sure. What can we learn? What can we learn, folks, from um, Australia's most successful property investor, and there's a few things we can learn, which is awesome, which I think are worth uh, understanding. So I thought we might talk through that this morning and have a little conversation when it comes to what can we learn from someone who uh, certainly is uh, very successful when it comes to property investing. Harry Triggerboff, there he is. I think uh, at the moment, uh, if I was uh, I was looking the other day, Harry uh, ninety. 89 years old, I think it is. Maybe someone can check that. 89 years old. Oh, hang on. Uh, the fat fingers. There we go. 89 years old. Oh, the good old, uh, the good old. Now, let's try this. Let's try this. We'll do this. Give me 30 seconds. We've got some technical technical glitches here, folks, some technical glitches. Um in the, in this morning while we're going. Someone should tell a joke or something. I've got that one down pat. All right. All right. Looks like we're away, folks. So let's have a look at uh, Harry here um, and uh, what's Harry got to teach us when it comes to, yeah, don't give up for sure, Tim, um, as we go along. So what's Harry uh, done? Uh, he's in, I think, now close to 90 years old, 90 um and uh, there he is in position number four he's always been sort of in the last decade uh, or more uh, well up there in the top you know 20 wealthiest in Australia when it comes to property investing. but how does property how does Harry invest? how does he invest um because many of these uh, other uh, you know top uh, wealthiest in the country here are um, uh, certainly when it comes to the idea of uh, real estate. You know, Frank Lowy down here, uh, Frank is in, you know, Westfields, okay, uh, Westfields, okay, Westfield Shopping centres. so that's related to property. Uh, certainly, when it comes to mining, which is uh, a lot of the uh, the top two, <laughs> that's got to do with real estate, doesn't it, or access to property, digging some dirt up. And, uh, you know, Clive Palmer as well in the real estate space. So, you know, but directly as a property investor, how does Harry do it? What does the wealthiest chap in Australia when it comes to property investing do? 83 years old. Now, I think um, this was uh, from a few years ago. Harry owns, uh, and that this was from 2016. So, if we add What's sixteen to yeah somewhere in his nineties or close to ninety, isn't it? Um, so uh, owns six thousand investment properties. How do, like that's crazy good, uh, crazy amazing. Um, and uh, you know, let's have a look at how Harry does it. This is the way the most successful property investor in Australia structures his assets in his portfolio folks. Um, uh, as we go, he has in his setup, in his portfolio, 31% of his portfolio, one full third, uh, on the rental property. He, he builds and owns and keeps properties to rent. And, uh, you know, Harry's a smart fellow. He's got 6,000 properties. 6,000! oaks. that's pretty amazing, right? 6,000 properties, um, which is very cool. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, away you go. What is the other thing that Harry does? This is an interesting thing when it comes to what uh, what happens in this space here. If you look, you know, a good chunk. I'm trying to make this work. Uh, oh, we've got to include the empty land as well. Um, if we uh, check out all of this, this is him developing, right? Developing, creating wealth when it comes to his real estate. Still to do with real estate, folks. All real estate structured uh, when it comes to uh, all of these things. Everything has a real estate flavor for Harry. That's interesting. And then, Last but not least, how does he accelerate his income when it comes to some of this uh, this world? Well, here's what Harry does. He does service departments, which is short-term letting, right, short-term letting when it comes to the world of property investing. So if we as property investors wanted to maybe, hey, think about how we could emulate Harry. Triggerboff, one of the most successful property investors Australia has ever seen, where would we start? What would we do, folks, when it comes to doing this sort of stuff? And that's um, part of what we teach um, here at Positive, part of the structure, the ideas, when it comes to setting a plan and creating an investment idea, let's invest like Harry. What would Harry Triggerboff do? So... Let's do this timeline. How many properties, folks? Tell me in the chat. Let's do a little conversation here. How many properties did Harry Triggerboff start with, right? Um, when Harry started all these years ago, how many properties did, uh, did he start with? Does anybody know how many properties, how, much, how, much, uh, how many deals did he have in his portfolio? He started with zero. Everybody starts with zero. And this is a really interesting thing, right? Really interesting thing. You know, um, everybody starts with zero, you know? So every single person, everyone says, oh, you know, you know that's good for that guy because he's rich or whatever, right? Harry, Trig- Harry started with zero, right? When did he start, folks? When did he start? Folks, tell me right now. How long ago did Harry Triggerboff start? What was the year? Um, and I just looked it up on YouTube. Um, yeah, it was, Luke. You're dead right. <clears throat> You're dead right. So he started with zero and he started in 1963. 1963. Uh, and his first deal, right, um, was in um, um, uh, Merritton Street. Okay, Merritton Street. You're dead right, all right, which is which is kind of cool. How old was he, folks? How old was he? Did he start when he was five years old? No. He started when he was 30 years old. 30 years old. He started 1963. He started when he was 30 years old. And what is it today? It is uh, 2023. And how many years is that? Is that that's uh, 60 years, isn't it? Someone do the math for me. 60 or 70. Anyway, it's a long time. Today, two thousand and twenty three, two thousand and twenty three. That's got to be that's got to be sixty years, right? Anyway, mental blank. I haven't had enough coffee this morning. Sixty, boom! You did right, Luke. Good on you, mate. <laughs> I was struggling there. You know, my mind blown. So, you know, if if you have aspirations to wealth, now I don't know. Like for me, would be fabulous. Harry's built an amazing empire. I don't see myself aiming for, you know, uh, you know, 10, 15, $30 billion. That's I don't see my goal in that space at this moment in time. But um, if you have a goal, what's a lesson we can take away from Harry here. All right. What's a lesson. Okay. Let's, and let's just do this so we can take some really interesting um, um, lessons away. So, he started with zero, and now he's well over owning six thousand investment properties. Started with zero, go to six thousand. All right. Um, and his first deal, he started in Meriden Street. You know, and uh, um, he bought, he built four townhouses with with a bunch of his mates, and then he kept one. Right. And so the linear conversation, the process of Harry Trigoboff, like this. all right, goes like that okay I repeat yeah exactly all right now um when we talk when i talk to you guys what do i say minimum time frame guys minimum time frame like, like how long do i say and to be honest the reason i don't say longer is because then most of us wouldn't even start right but let's be frank here um you, you gotta think you can get there at some point when we talk about this stuff if it's too far away we don't believe it but Let's take some lessons here from Harry, right? When we talk as a property investor, minimum time frame, 15 to 20 years. Harry Trigoboff is 60 years in. And the conversation of compounding value, compounding wealth, folks, compounding wealth is really what I want us all to really appreciate. Even even myself, when I was listening to some of the interviews with some of these uh, wealthy individuals, you know, you know, 10% compounding growth over 50 years, you'd be pretty happy, all right? Even 5% compounding growth over 50 years, you'd be pretty happy. So, let's have a look at that, all right? So, the horizon uh, is in the future and to be honest, if you want to get wealthy, you just need to do uh, some simple things and, uh, you know, let, let it ride okay, as a property investor. So let's have a look at these conversations, these ideas. The beginning, this is the acquisition stage, right? You know, this is what we call in our world the consolidation stage and this is the lifestyle stage, right, where where our cash flow and our income generates pretty significantly. What do you think Harry's cash flow is from, you know, 6,000 properties? I don't know, it'd be pretty good, Right. He's got businesses that uh, you know create other cash flow and accelerate his wealth, you know. Um, but all in all, the big lesson for me, hopefully for you, is the compounding process over time from someone like Harry Trigoboff is pretty important. What did he do? What helped him accelerate uh, some of this stuff is pretty interesting when when it comes to these conversations, and we've talked about this before. The idea we have you know um you know regular income from your residential real estate you know 5% income 10% income 15% income 20% income and these different quadrants depending on what you invest in residential real estate commercial real estate some funds on um uh on the stock market and then sort of you know private uh joint ventures and, and so on right we've talked about that before but let's have a quick look at is this possible for you and i as property investors you know is it even possible the compounding effect well it absolutely is let's take a look at you know uh and you can download this calculator from um let me do let me get the view here we'll get rid of that we'll get rid of this and we'll we'll see the, the thing you know you guys can have a look at this and you can download it at at any time you like i put 60 years to the goal check out this all right you go and buy you get yourself one home which is your launch pad you guys know this we talk about this all the time <laughs> you wonder what his land tax bill looks like exactly allison yep he'd, he'd be paying a bit of land tax yep uh And then over time, one, two, three, or five investment properties, okay? You don't have to knock it out of the park, folks. You don't have to own 6,000 properties like Harry, do we? But it'd be fine if you want to. And so let's have a look at this. You know, you start out and we go, all right, we've got a 15-year horizon. What does it look like for us as property investors with a 15-year horizon to our goal? You know, and that's not bad. You know, if you start out now, we're only talking about, um, you know, 5% rental yields um, and, um, you know, a rent growth of 4% per annum and capital growth of 5% per annum. And we can change that in a second. I'm going to show you a few things. Let's go out 20 years and have a look at what our cash flow and our wealth might look like. Equity's pretty good. Check out the equity up here. Like pretty significant, our total passive income looking good, you know, over 20 years. Let's go out, you know, thirty years and have a look. And thirty years, passive income of five hundred grand—it's pretty significant. Even if we dialed that back, you know, um, you're still getting pretty good income. And your equity's eighteen million. Oh, let's chuck it out there for Harry. Let's go out there with Harry. Sixty years, um, no debt, zero debt, seventy-nine million, two million dollars worth of passive income—mind blowing. It's, it's almost incomprehensible to think that you could do that. Now, at some point, you know, 60 years down the track, maybe some of those properties that you own, uh, development sites, you know, you might you might sell them, you might develop them, like all sorts of things, folks, as we go. But it's totally doable. And, you know, even if you halve that number, even if we were half, right, even if we got halfway there, would that still be okay? Would a, would a million dollars... Passive income and you know being worth forty million dollars, debt free, be okay, folks. Get let me know. Let me know. Even if we miss this by fifty percent, would it still be okay if you buy between six and seven properties that you know you can uh, own and keep for a long time and create wealth from? Would 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 would, would that be okay? Would, would you get there? Would would you complain about that? Well, if you did, you'd be um, a bit entitled. <laughs> anyway there you go yeah be a good start you did right Mick be a good start yeah so there you go so you know what's the lessons what lesson can we take away from you know Harry Triggerboff Australia's most successful property investor well for me the big lesson is um, time is the winner time is the one right times the one. Time's the one. He started at 30, and now he's 90. Uh, he picked a strategy. He stuck with that strategy the whole time. Buy some properties, keep some, create some equity. He's, he accelerated it. He accelerated it through developing. That's fine. Maybe, maybe you do. Maybe you don't, you know. Your job brings extra income to your property portfolio and you don't necessarily have to accelerate um, the income if you don't want to. That's fine. Don't Just don't do it if you don't need to. All right? Um, there you go. Alison, you know, there you go. Once you get things going, folks, um, yep, once you get things going, once the momentum goes, once you've had one or two, you know, um, market Uh, Movements in your favor, you know, the value starts to stretch out there. And, you know, really, let's face it, it's probably more important not to do dumb things than it is to do semi smart things, right? (laughs) You know, once you've got a bit of dough, just don't do anything stupid. Anyway, there you go. Hopefully that made sense. Hopefully that makes sense. For me, it was quite an interesting bunch of articles to read. And it really changed, even even changed my psychology, to be honest. You know, I'm like, okay, let, don't be in such a rush and a hurry and put so much pressure on yourself, you know, take some time. But maybe that's something, as I'm getting a bit older, I'm maturing when it comes to my, uh, uh, my enthusiasm for speed on this stuff. Anyway, there you go. All right, folks, that's it. I'm done. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out. Over and out. Let's do another one tomorrow, huh? What do you think? Thanks, folks, for joining me today. Um, let's catch up tomorrow if you're up for it. Be uh, be cool to do that. Hang out, as always. Let me know if there's anything that uh, you might want me to have a bit of a chat or a yarn about in the, old, in the chat. I always read it afterwards. So uh, make sure you leave me a little note as you go. But uh, other than that, folks, we're done and dusted. Thanks for joining me today. Remember, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint, folks. It takes time to create that wealth that you want. Be patient. Be patient. Be like Harry. What would Harry do? I like that. I'm going to coin that phrase. What would Harry do? Harry would be patient. He'd keep moving forward, but be patient at the same time. Let's do that. All right, folks. Thanks for joining me today. Take care. Bye for now. See you tomorrow.